cool cats and kittens. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known. I know. I was. I've been waiting to use that for like three weeks now. Nice. Yeah. yeah super late to the game. Yeah. Now that everyone stopped talking about it, but it's still funny. <laughs> hey, are you cool cats and kittens? Connie made. Uh, well, first of all, that show's great. If you haven't watched it, I don't know if I should recommend it, but. It was cool. It was entertaining. That was very entertaining. Really weird. Honestly, I think it was the most entertaining thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I come from a small town. And so a lot of like, that's why for me, I felt like it was like, it really hit home because a lot of the stuff in mm. there, like it was obviously to the extreme, but you know, like the quirkiness and just like the weird like stuff they do. Like I was around that type of stuff growing yeah. up. So I could for see me, you. It was really funny. I could see you if you stayed in CG, CG Ogan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see you ended up like a Travis. Yeah, I was. You know? No. <laughs> I was telling Connie from now on to call me Jerry Exotic. So <laughs> we'll see if it catches on, you know, right. but anyway, uh, we watched it. And like a few days later, I, I like got up one morning. I think it was like a Saturday morning. <clears throat> and Connie's like on her phone filming herself with our two dogs. And it's like, hey, all you cool cats and kittens and like making these videos. And they were actually so funny. Oh, she man. was like, see this backyard. This is our play sanctuary. This is where all the dogs come out and whatever. It, it was funny. <laughs> like the morning walk she does yeah. when she's out. with her. <laughs> Yeah. The way she says it too, she's all, "Hey, all you cool cats and kittens." She like <laughs> super enunciates. Yeah. Such a nerd. That was an amazing show. Yeah, I've seen a couple of people, uh, a couple of Christian people, kind of bashing on it. Um, personally, I don't understand. I think it was really entertaining. Also tragic, as you know, I am very passionate about animal rights mm-hmm. and about animal stuff. And uh, actually, there's a really cool animal sanctuary here in San Diego in Alpine called Lion Stars and Bears. Um, very not like either of those like they don't touch or interact with any animals no uh breeding it's purely like sanctuary rescue uh situation but um anyways it was crazy i just i I, my favorite part was how they kind of skip over how john finley just like ends up getting a girl pregnant and like leaving yeah (laughs) Like mention it really quickly and then like move on. And you're like, okay, hold on. There were so many parts like that where it was like, wait, expand. Like what happened? Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, I don't know. I, I think the best part of it though was just like the whole production, the scene with uh, what's his face. It's not Alan. The really like chunky baby face guy. Gosh, that's so mean. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like that's the only way I can describe him. When he's on the jet ski riding in. I don't and then, know. like the and then he like flips open his up his glasses a little bit. You don't remember that? Yeah. Okay, it's I mean he's a meme all over the place now. But <laughs> you're just like some of the things that they like say and show. You're just like this is good TV. Like this is yeah. well produced. Well, it also it got me thinking. Like uh, I, I had this habit when I watch like an interesting TV show, I like will start researching it and just kind of like learn more about it. Side note: in Europe. Um, when we were in Europe, we, uh, I forget what country we were in. I think it was London. Um, we had like five channels on our TV in our hotel room and we were watching, we came across, uh, like the Britons, uh, who wants to be a millionaire. Mm. And I got like so into it and like researched all this random <laughs> stuff about it anyway. But with, uh, Tiger King, I was thinking like, it's crazy that guy ran for president and like, I, no one knew about that. And like, <laughs> I, it got me thinking like how many more stories are there like this? That we just don't know about like, oh, it was yeah. also super recent. Like within the last, I think he like what was it last year, like, a year and a half ago, he uh, went to prison. Like it, it was yeah. not very long ago. No, so, it was. Yeah. 2019. Yeah. I think it was. <clears throat> it's crazy. Like is what nuts. else is out there? Oh, I want to know. I want to find out. Especially in the South, man. Yeah. Oklahoma, Missouri, <laughs> Louisiana, Alabama, Florida. Oh my gosh, dude. Florida is just, 
a site. Um, it's funny that you mentioned that actually, because my question for you today was going to be, would you rather be stuck in quarantine and the, but the only thing you can eat is ramen noodles or would you rather be stuck in quarantine? And the only thing you can listen to is the Joe exotic albums, uh, tiger saw man. Both aren't great, but I do love my food. And mm. we have been eating eating pretty well around here. So I'm going to go with uh, Joe Exotic's music for sure. Nassau Tiger. <laughs> you know what? Tiger Saw, man. I read something about, I think those are all like, he's lip syncing in all of them. Like, it's not oh, really, yeah. It's definitely yeah. not him. Yeah. You can so clearly funny. tell. It's like. When I read that, I like watched, I happened to like watch the next episode the next day. And I was like, oh, yeah. You can totally tell that he's like. It's totally like, living. it's like a, um like a mixed, uh like a. Uh, what do you call it? Like a, a changed version of like a like a what's his name? Brent Shelton or like a, even like a Brad Paisley. Mm-hmm. You just know that's not yeah. his voice for sure. And then the funny part was uh, they even showed a scene where he was like singing to his own music in the truck. And then you can clearly hear like it's not the same <laughs> voice at all. And you're like, that's okay, funny. busted. That's funny. Yeah, I think I would have to go with... Um, Joe Exotic soundtrack. I kind of liked it too, to be honest. I really hate <laughs> country music, but his was just funny. So, I'm not surprised to hear that. I'll take food any yeah. day. What? Well, I mean, I, I'm not surprised to hear that you like his music. You know? <laughs> it, kinda, it just fits your vibe. You know, you kind of just give that off. You know? Really? Okay. Yeah, just a little bit. I'm not going to make any um, comments about stereotypes we're throwing around here. Thank but you, thank you. Um, being never mind. Let me go there. Anyways, um, how are you doing, my friend? Pretty good. Um, we are, what, at this point, five weeks into quarantine, I think? Maybe even six. A little, yeah, almost six weeks. Officially five, <clears throat> probably, yeah. Yeah, at the time of recording this. So I'm, we're doing good. Um, quick update for where I've been at is when it all went down, like the first probably four or five days, it was uh, not good for me. Like uh, I definitely like leaned more on the side of like being stressed out and worrying and being anxious <clears throat> and probably after i would say that day like mark like six or seven i kind of just uh like that turned in me and so since then i've been doing good i feel more stable and just um you know at peace and uh you know trusting the lord that everything's gonna you know come to pass and it's all gonna work out but you know that's like the right thing to say and the right, the right thing to feel but like day to day that's not super easy but yeah. overall doing well and actually for the most part i kind of enjoying this like <laughs> i really am enjoying like the slower pace of life and um, being home every night and like having you know just more reasons to like uh you know appreciate the smaller things and yeah so overall we're, we're doing uh, really well and doing the best that we can with uh the circumstances so yeah yeah how about you it's good man i'm glad to hear because you have a lot have a lot rougher than me um things have been good i mean yeah honestly not much has changed for me like i feel like it's pretty much been business as normal as usual like sort of as my work t- routine goes because i work from anyways and in fact, now, if anything, I'm like more active. I take the dog out more during the day and I'm more intentional about breaks and getting out, doing stuff, exercising, taking a drive somewhere, you know, go get Starbucks with Monique. Um, so yeah, it's been kind of fun. I've been watching a lot of TV, working on a lot of new projects. That's been fun. Um, have more, I don't know, more downtime as well. It's definitely been hard being at home all the time, just like not being able to even like, like, feel like go you out. You can't and, go out. Yeah. Right, exactly. Just that feeling of yeah. feeling like kind of constrained. Um, so the one thing though is that uh, interestingly where I think the last time we talked about I kind of said how like 
we've kind of just been unaffected by it uh, at the company we work for Barometrics. Um, and that's very starkly changed since the last time we talked. We've had a lot of customers cancel. A lot of our customers, customers cancel. People are cutting costs. Um, you know, trying to negotiate discounts with us as well. So we've been, we've kind of turned and tried to be more proactive about it now. Um, but probably like 25% of our, uh, of our growth last year, cause it's recurring revenue, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just like wiped away over like Jeez. a week basically. Um, so that's been a little bit rough also cause we're, um, candidly we're, we basically like hired ahead of growth that we expected and we hired three people within three months right before everything hit. Um, and we were basically like profitable before that. So we have a lot of ground to make up. Um, it's a little bit anxiety inducing just cause, uh, a lot of that's on me being the marketing and sales guy. So a little bit scary cause I'm not really sure, you know, what's possible and, uh, how things are going to turn out, how long this thing's going to go on. Um, when, if ever, you know, things will turn back to quote unquote normal, mm-hmm. but, Nonetheless, you know, things are still much better than most other people. Yeah. So I have to yeah. still be thankful about that. Yeah. Well, it's crazy. I kind of expected that. I, mean, I feel like at, at this far into it, it's, f- it's like fewer, you know, not, not many people say that they're not affected by it. So right. that makes sense, but it's not a bummer. Yeah. Interestingly, I have, uh, I don't know if it's just like the timing of it, but, um, through this whole thing, there's been a couple of companies that have done better than others. And also there's just been a couple companies um, that are just, uh, I don't know, seemingly like making changes. So I've had like a few like job offers just out of nowhere, just kind of come by. So it's been a little bit distracting to be honest too, but also interesting just kind of knowing like uh, there are some companies that are doing better in the, during these times. Mm-hmm. Ironically, uh, there are some, some companies that are just really business as usual and they're still just, they haven't seen anything. Um, but also feels a little bit good just to know that, you know, there are options out there and yeah. it's not, um, it's not super bleak, you know, it's a thankfully again in an industry and kind of a world where these kinds of skills and positions are still pretty high demand nonetheless. Yeah. So it's cool. Yeah. All right. Well, shall we get into it? We shall. All right. So I, um, I read this book, uh, on in Europe, so this is probably in February, um, and there is the book wasn't even about what what this topic is. The book's about like real estate and whatnot. But um, in the book, the guy uh, he's kind of just talking about like how do you uh, like if you're looking to get started like the real estate industry, how do you get started? How do you grow? Um, and like one thing he talks about is uh, like in general, like if you are someone that if you are constantly looking for new mentors or if you um, like to find like um, people around you and your circle to kind of go under and learn from like naturally we do we do that and we go to people like that that we look up to and we ask questions we like look to get we look to receive and to learn and this whole this guy's like take on that is like rather than doing what everyone else does and finding someone to like leech on to and ask questions which i do all the time uh, he said rather than doing that like go to them and bring value first and you know give them a reason to want to spend time with you and to want to get to know you and to want to um, teach you things. And so I just thought that was like a cool like concept, like the idea of like bringing value first. And like that applies to so many different areas, whether it's like a, like a mentoring relationship or, you know, in your work, um, with your family, uh, friends. I mean, there's so many, like really every avenue of life that applies to you. And so I thought we would just kick that around and kind of see what comes of it. Yeah. I love that idea. I mean, I, I feel like this is one of those things where, 
um, once you like learn it and understand it, it, you just kind of like level up because it's such a great tool to understand again, like you said, for your career, but even just like, I think relationships in general, when you know the concept of giving first, it changes the dynamic mm-hmm. completely, you know, because like you said, you're told, especially, uh, growing up and like early career, like find a mentor and ask questions and, uh, reach out to people, but like they don't really tell you how yeah. and the way that you do that actually matters a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a good thing to like, to do that. Like I said, I'm someone that like I naturally like want to find people I look up to and like just learn from them and kind of like go under their wing in a sense. Um, but like you said, how you do that really matters. And I think like it's, it's so, like it's a normal thing. Like we were all raised like to, to do that and to, um, to kind of find people to follow in a sense. Um, so I feel like, I don't know, I'm, I'm not there yet. Like I'm obviously like a young buck and I'm still growing <laughs> and learning, but I feel like, you know, if, and when I do get to that spot to where I'm older and people seek after me, like I wonder what it's like to have all these like, you know, young dudes, whatever, like asking you questions. And what about the one person yeah. that is different and the one that wants to bring something to you first and to, to give rather than receive. And so, yeah, that's kind of the topic. And yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it, I, I can pull tons of different examples Um, but maybe even like one of the things I first thought of when you brought this up was like kind of the, the biblical origin a little bit. It reminds me of, um, when, when Jesus came and he, uh, when, you know, he was born, but then like, uh, after 30 years, then he started his ministry and he revealed, you know, that he was the son of God and he was baptized and he went out and started spreading the gospel and the Jews rejected him basically because, they were expecting, they wanted a very like authoritarian kind of king type persona, like Mm -hmm. someone who was just going to come down and like establish the kingdom of God and put everything in order and elevate the Jews. Um, But he came and he was a servant and he gave everything. And he was, I mean, he just went town to town performing miracles, giving back to people, helping the needy, like going to places where no one else wanted to go. Um, And ultimately like he had a very like, give first, serve first mm-hmm. attitude, um, which didn't even sit well with a lot of people. But, uh, you know, that's where the whole, um, you know, blessed are those who give uh, rather than receive. And then you have other kind of adages and common things, you know, around. Um, uh, <clears throat> he was, it was Romans 8.32 that I kind of dug up. He said, um, he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Like basically a God has a very giving heart and it's a heart of giving like with, without expecting anything in return even. And I think that's probably maybe the first step to this whole thing is like not, not even expecting to get get anything out of what you're doing for that other person. Well, yeah, I think today like that's still a hard, like, you know, thing to understand and grasp. Um, Cause we don't, we don't want to, like constantly like give 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 like naturally we're the ones wanting to take and so like you that you know the little example of jesus like his whole life is really the opposite of what we know naturally um you know i think when it comes to like personal growth and wanting to learn because that's like a lot of what this is like surrounding like that this could apply to so many boxes but that's kind of where i'm pulling it from is like if you're someone that wants to learn and wants to grow like just at first be of the mindset of how can you you know give something rather than than take it and um i I think like um it's weird because like when you do that like it it seems to go against what we want and like naturally like we'll tend to do but i think there's a lot of indirect like 
good things that will come from that. You know, I think of one example is like if you are someone that's trying to provide something versus taking, like I think naturally you're probably going to be a more a more likable person. Like if people mm-hmm. are going to want to be around you, like everyone wants everyone wants to be around that guy that uh, offers a, a stick of gum. You know, everyone wants to be around <laughs> someone uh, you know like that because uh, it's it's un, it's unnatural. It's not what we're used to. Mm. You know, I think also uh, like you you will build trust quicker. You know, if, again, if you're I don't know, you, we all we all know that friend that like. How do you say this? Like that, always wants something. Always like he doesn't have a whole lot to give, but he's always trying to, you know, to take. Ask it, you a question, you're like, okay, what does he want? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Before we started this podcast, I, w- I was walking to the kitchen, and uh, my wife's sister was like, uh, "Hey, Jeremy," and I was like, "Okay, what do you want?" <laughs> she wanted that. a glass of water. Small example, but like, um, you know, like we all know people that um, constantly are asking versus you know giving. But when you do that, when you become someone that that gives first, um, you know, you're more likable and think you're easy to easier to trust definitely i mean not to i don't want to nerd out too much on marketing but that's like one of the kind of core things i feel like that um once you understand with marketing that it's not like uh a lot of marketing that people perceive and a lot of selling right it's like i just want to sell you something so i can Mm -hmm. get money right it's all about like it's very not giving in fact it's like taking someone's money but when you understand that uh, what you can give to someone is information or is even something for free. Like you go through Costco, for example, right. And they have all the samplers out there. Um, you sign up for some new software and they have a free, uh, plan right for you to use. Completely. Hey, I've been hooked on Costco since I was like seven. That's right. Exactly. You know why the samples got me. You love going there for the samples. It's true. Um, and that's a giving first mentality, but, um, a lot of the marketing, right. It's just like, how can I add to someone? How can I give to someone? so that I can build a relationship that might eventually end up in a sale later on. You know, like when you go to um, events and you meet event coordinators and uh, venue managers, um, like the first thing you're not, you're going to, here's a business card, <laughs> right? Like, uh, Hey, by the way, like, yeah. can we do a business together? It's just like, no, yeah. you have to build that trust yeah. over time. Um, and giving is one of those first things. There's even, um, uh, it's called, it's kind of like a, maybe like a psychological principle, but it's um, called the principle of reciprocity, which is really hard to say, but I think I nailed it. Reciprocity. Basically we're very like reciprocal beings. Like if I give you something, Mm -hmm. you then want to return the favor back to me and give me something. So if I'm just like, Hey, here's a free sample. You're like, Oh cool. Like awesome. Like where's this from? Or do you have something to sell? Or can I do you a favor in return? Um, It also reminds me of, uh, we haven't done an office quote in in a long time. Let's do it. But uh, the episode where uh, Andy and Dwight or Dwight has some sort of scheme where he's going to like, he wants to like do a bunch of favors for someone so that he can like get them to promise him one favor, like redeemable yeah. anytime, anywhere. Yeah. But Andy, for some reason, like won't like they just like one up each other. Yeah. So he one. keeps like yeah. returning the favor and uh, they just keep going back and forth anyways. Um, yeah. It's, it's one of those things I feel like, uh, once you get it, or I think once I understood that, again, it changes that rela- that dynamic from what can you give to me to how can I build trust with yeah. you? Well, I think like one main takeaway is like you just said, like um, how human beings like uh, to do reciprocal things where like if I do one thing, you're going to want to return that. I think that's like really good because that totally relates in this. Like if you can kind of get in your mind, like, you know, like be somewhere to serve first rather than to get what you want. Um, like in serving, like you will, you know, like you're going to hopefully end up getting that in, in return from someone else. Um, again, it's one of those topics, like it's almost like a head game because like, you think if, if you go one way, you're, you're foregoing like, the other option, but it doesn't 
doesn't work that that way it's going to come full circle so yeah I, I can even think i think one of the probably prime examples of this is um when i was when i saw when i heard of the barometrics job opening that i now have um i'd been following josh on twitter for a while uh and when he posted the job i emailed him and i said hey i'm not interested and i'm actually pretty happy with my job but uh, as a fan of the company i have some thoughts for you so i just thought i would share so I wrote him like this big long email, a bunch of things to consider. Um, and then like at, basically at the, at the end was like, you know, do with this, whatever you want to, like just wanted to help out. And then he was like, are you sure you don't want to apply? <laughs> and I was like, example. actually, um, yeah, I think I will because now, it's a really cool were opportunity. Were you thinking you wanted to apply or, or like you just did that? And then no, I didn't really think that I was qualified or that I would get it. So, but I was, I was just like too excited thinking about it that I was just like, I have to send the email anyways. That's cool. Um, and then even later on, like within the interviewing process, one of the homework uh, assignments was like um, share a couple examples of like growth experiments and marketing ideas uh, that you think would be good for barometrics. And so I, I think the assignment was like share two or three. Um, but basically I built out like this whole plan in this project management software and like did a bunch of research and literally listed like 50 ideas. And again, it's the same thing. It was like, hey, I know this time it was two or three, but like, here's a bunch. Um, <laughs> feel free to keep this after, regardless of who you hire, you can hand it off to them. Just ideas to get you started with. Um, but it, again, it was that idea of like, I'm not just going to do, do the bare minimum. Like I wanted to go above and beyond and just kind of like, um, if someone said, you know, I need five bucks, I'm like, here's 10 bucks, yeah. keep the rest. Because I think yeah. it just goes a long way. Yeah, I think that's, that's a really good example. And like, also looking at like where are you today now because that was what a year and a half ago right yeah um and like you like uh wanted to help josh and like just offer like your thoughts and advice like turn into you having this job and you've been there a year and a half later you know so that's mm -hmm. really cool that's a great example yeah. yeah i can think of a lot of others too. i mean even with our customers i've had a couple not as serious like kind of casual offers mm -hmm. like hey by the way if you you know when you're looking for your next gig like keep me in mind um just because they were surprised that like the marketing and sales guy would be like helping them with support, you know, or like helping with a technical issue. Or I just offered to like sit down with them for 30 minutes and brainstorm for their mm -hmm. business and talk them through, yeah. you know, whatever they're going on. And they're like, are you sure this is free? Or like, you know, let me know how I can return the favor. Um, and then later on, you know, and ending up referring other customers, mm -hmm. uh, offering me, you know, casually like, you know, Hey, keep us in mind for when you're looking for your next gig. Um, offering to do favors around like, doing marketing for us and yeah. helping write articles, case studies, and like the, I think, I feel like one of the really key takeaways for this is like the, the expense to you is like a one time. I'm just going to, you know, give you this, do you this one favor, see how I can add value. Mm -hmm. But like the results of that are like endless. Like yeah. you have a really high potential, um, kind of what can come back, uh, and circle back to you. I always think of, um, uh, like offer something, for free that's really inexpensive to you that would be in really expensive for to them. someone else yeah so like um you know for like a teenager if you were like wanted to build a relationship with someone who was like you know struggling that for someone or something like offering like a burrito is like you're oh my gosh this be real <laughs> that's, life still, that's still a big deal it's if still if a big i'm deal, off exactly. a burrito i'm all in you know or like a ride somewhere yeah you know or like really small things like you have a car you have some extra time or maybe it could be other things like if you're a kid and you're trying to build rapport with someone that you're trying to get advice from, like offer to, I don't know, 
uh, pull their weeds yeah. or like do their laundry. Something that like you have tons of time, they don't. So like offer your time to them or manual labor that yeah. they really hate doing. Yeah, I have a few examples of that. Um, and it's funny, it's at the time when I was doing these things, I didn't really, I didn't know what it would turn into. But it's funny, like this concept, like how it applies. But uh, when I first got into the event industry, I didn't, I learned quickly that there's like a thing called like uh, doing like photo shoots. And so a lot of um, like photographers or coordinators like to basically put on like a photo shoot to kind of to, to show their work of what they can do so they can um, earn new business. And so a lot of, you know, people, when they first come in the industry, they don't have a portfolio. They don't have any work they can show for. And so they, what they do is they try to gather up a lot of vendors and put together like a mock wedding or like a mock whatever to, oh, right. to like promote their business and to kind of start gaining a following. And so, um, when I first came in industry, um, like I did a lot of those and, and when you do them, you do them for free. And so what that means is like, I, you know, I, I would bring all of our stuff. We don't charge for it. You know, we obviously co- cover the labor and the gas to, to do it all. Um, and so I did like a lot of those and, uh, I had one coordinator in spe- specifically that would often uh, offer to pay something and I always tell her no and I don't know why I did I just like thought it was the right thing to do and it's funny um last year at the end of the year I was looking over like you know uh, uh, like our revenue for the year and kind of where that came from and that one client and specifically was like it was like a like 20% of our revenue came from that one specific client wow which is funny um, but like I said like what that turned into another one is um, like another venue that we work with a lot. Uh, there's uh, the owner that like, we and him got pretty close and I always like help him out with stuff. And there was one time we had an event and he, he was gracious enough to let us pick up the next morning because it, like worked well with our schedule. And so most venues don't do that. They're like, you know, your event is at 10 PM. You're out by 11 PM kind of thing. Right. And um, so he was cool with us. Let me come next morning. And so we, uh, we got there when he opened up. And so we walk inside and the place was thrashed. Like whoever did that event like the night before, like didn't clean up and just like left it a mess. So mm. he was like freaking out because he had one of his clients coming in 30 minutes to kind of come view the place and potentially uh, it was, it was a potential client. And so I had four guys with me. I was like, Hey, like let's clean up for him. And so we like grabbed brooms and like buckets and like clean his whole place up in like 15 minutes. And he was just like in awe, like That's so cool. thankful. But th- then again, that same venue has turned into one of our like most, um, like reoccurring clients and he sends us all of his work because of stuff like that. Hmm. Um, but as you were talking, I thought of those examples. Um, what's funny is like when I thought of this topic or like even in the past, like I never thought of what that would turn into, but like looking back at it now, like seeing how the principle, like how it plays out. So, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And that was, you know, like you said, for you, you have four guys, what's 15 What's minutes? it going to cost? Yeah. And what, what can it produce? You know? But for so, him, it's it, like a life or death situation yeah. almost, yeah. you know, it's, it's do or die business or no business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's kind of really all I wanted to communicate. Any other closing thoughts or um, ideas? <clears throat> I love it, man. No, I think um, the gift first attitude is is awesome. Um, you know, we mostly talked about kind of uh, life and career. There's obviously a lot of aspects with um, your faith and spirituality as well. But um, I think for us especially, it just goes so much further than you think it was. So, like, don't sleep on it. All right. Stay well. Be safe. Peace.